That was a huge letdown. <laughs> she got the. She's like, I'm gonna build it up and just. What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast. We got a couple of special guests today, and I got my little crew with me. Um, we have a returning guest, Anthony Rodia. Zep, Zep. Mr. A.K.A. Uncle Vinny. <laughs> A.K.A. How You Doing? A.K.A. Freestyle Fridays. Road Rage Wednesdays. Road Rage Wednesdays. Big Show Saturdays. Big yes. things on the way. Yes. Congratulations on all the success, brother. Thanks, brother. It's been Appreciate it. it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, yeah, so far. Hopefully it stays up. Keep going. And we Keep also going. have first guest, Pat C, a.k.a. DJ Pat C. How you doing? How, How you doing? doing, man? All right, man. So we got two. Yeah, you guys going to cut us off? Yeah, I was going to cut yeah, you guys yeah. off, to be honest. Everybody knows you guys, so. <laughs> yeah, all right. Not we got we're a point or anything. It's extremely disrespectful. <laughs> it's, it's your boy <laughs> Rocco over here. Just, no, 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 just forget about us. It's fine. Don't even pass me the mic. So, basically, we got two Bronx natives with us today. Well, close. New Rochelle. It's close enough. I hung out in the Bronx. Hung out in the Bronx. I mean, that's where the action is, no? The Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. But you live. You don't live in the Bronx anymore. Not anymore. I lived there for like 28 years. Now I'm in Westchester. You know, we're a little more fancy, but. Uh, <laughs> I've been, I'm basically from the Bronx, so. Got a lot more grass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Ant's in Long Island now, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like, that's what it is with Bronx and Brooklyn. You got to get out. Yeah. You can't well, be there I, forever. I, just, I listened to my wife. Gave my wife the choice on where to live in Long Island. You did the right thing, man. You saved the headache. Yeah, listen, I, I say tell everybody. Without her, I wouldn't have the commute to Greenwich every morning, and I wouldn't have uh, Road Rage Wednesday, so she takes the credit for that. She takes the credit she for She gives you traffic. a lot of material. Yeah, she takes the credit for my traffic. It's great. So, basically, I had this idea for this episode. So, I used to promote clubs for anybody that knows me. And I met Pat, like, when I was 18 years old. And Pat promoted the same clubs I did. And he mm -hmm. DJed, too. Yep. Okay. So, he, like, had multiple sources of incomes while working. Like, I was just promoting, like, making my $5 ahead. head. Right. <laughs> Pat was DJing, yeah. promoting. And he was like hustling shoes on the corner <laughs> yeah. because the club we were working at at that particular time, you basically needed like all black shoes or like diesels right. to get in. It was confusing. Wow. Sometimes it was shoes and sometimes they would let sneakers. So people were confused and they didn't know what to do. So, so it was basically a doorman's discretion. Yeah, something like that. It was it was a seasonal thing depending on what the owner was feeling. Depends what Mike wanted to do. The demand. Yeah. So what club was this? It was uh, DNA. Yeah. At the time, oh I think it was God. called Club One, though, right? Yeah, well, uh, you went there, too? Yeah, DNA Teen Nights when I was, like, oh, 15. Oh, yeah, he was... <laughs> then when I finally got in there, when I was, like, 19 was the first time I went there. And I'm like, this is a little different than Teen Nights. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I literally remember, like, my first experience of meeting Pat, like... He was known as a shoe guy. Like, <laughs> my friend didn't have shoes to get in. And we're like, yo, just go to the shoe guy on the corner. That's, that's brilliant. But he had like... Guys are pulling up to DNA barefoot. <laughs> size nine. So he yeah. had like... What, what did you have? Like so four pairs of nine? What I did was... I, I, so the first time... I'll start from the beginning. The first time I ever went to DNA, I got rejected for my shoes. And I was like, damn, if only a shoe store was open or somebody was selling shoes... But then, you have that expensive toll because you're coming from the yeah, Bronx. Yeah, coming from the, all the way from the Bronx. That so I'm like, you know, and all my, I was with all my friends. So I wasn't going to leave them behind. I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, I would have it. And fast forward a couple of years later, people would always talk about, oh, you know, everyone's getting rejected for shoes. And it would even affect my guest list. So I would lose people to shoes and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm losing money. Went online, bought some shoes from China wholesale, bought a, <laughs> bought a box, a couple of every size, threw them in the trunk. And What, what, was, the, what was the biggest size you had? So I think we went up to 12, but the thing was, they were slip-ons. So you can go, <laughs> if you were 13, you know, you can you can fit. You know, I had people I had people I mean, with their heels sticking out going up to the door. Sticking, big toe sticking right out. Yeah, right. It didn't matter. They, they didn't care. They just wanted to get in. That was, that, that was the thing with that place. There was such a hype there, and it, it worked. So what yeah, me and my partner did, yeah, me and my partner. Before that, it was Papagallos, right? 
I don't, I don't, I don't remember what it was. I, I remember Club One. And, and then DNA. And DNA and, and Club, yeah, one. Club One. And then Studio it. 34. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the end of the end. But what me and my partner did was when we first got the idea, there's two corners where people could possibly come up from, you know, up the hill. So I stood on one corner, he stood on the other corner with clickers, and we checked the traffic on where there would be more people passing by. <laughs> and if I would crazy. stop people, we would stop people if we saw they had sneakers on. Like, yo, you're not getting in. You can just cop some shoes, you know, real quick. And that, that would help with a lot of... You were selling them or you were renting them? We, so what we would do is we would sell them at first. And if you came back and, and gave us the shoes at the end of the night, we would give you like five, ten bucks back. So we were selling them for like $30. Yeah, like a bowling alley with no balls. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> just, spray, just spray the shoe, leave $15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny you say spray. Leave it, give it a ticket. <laughs> that's funny you say spray the shoe because when he started allowing. $5 extra, $5 extra. <laughs> at one point, the owner started allowing sneakers. But it was only black sneakers. I remember the diesel sneakers. So people that had white sneakers and they were like shitty sneakers and they got rejected. We had black spray paint in the car and we were spray painting the sneakers for $10. Jesus Christ. (laughs) They'd find people for athletes for. There's an extra $200 there. Oh, we made so much money. It was great. That's so fun. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, so (laughs) basically it's a hustle or get hustled world. Yeah, man. And we're all hustlers here from some shape or form. And I remember when I first met him, I discovered his page probably when he had, I want to say like 400 followers. Yeah. Like you're making a lot of noise fast. And now you're like, what, I don't, 17,000 uh, yeah, or something? Yeah, I think like 17,000 on so, Instagram and I think 26,000 on Facebook. 20, yeah, i never seen anybody grow that fast. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's amazing. A lot of videos, a lot of, lot of nights getting yelled at by the wife to get out of the <laughs> but, Come uh, up and watch This Is Us. Oh, I'm God. I'll make a video. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Listen, it's strenuous. Like I did, I did a year's worth of um, research on social media, and I said to my wife, "If I do, if I get back into stand up, because I always did stand up back then, but it was hard because the old school way is doing comedy club after comedy club, crossing your fingers that someone's gonna be there, and you have to have the right person there." So I said, "Forget about that. I'm gonna just build, you know, a, a following because you got so many people that you see that that are famous." And has nothing to do with their talent. They have a following. So if you can combine following with talent, so I ended up doing a ton of research and realizing that there were certain time slots, certain hashtags. You got social media content. now. Social media is you, so powerful. Yeah, you, can get, you, know? you can. I mean, I got one video. I think it's got like six million views. Once that video hit, you know. But little by little, if you can market yourself the right way, and you get a following, keep the following. So I'm doing it because the more following I get, the more shows I can do. You know, and little by little, I want to start doing, you know, Jersey shows and then reaching out to Chicago. And I got Florida asked me to do shows a little by little. But, you know, it's it's tough. You got to you got to be very consistent. Like, you know, you guys were saying when I got here, you know, how do you come up with the content every Wednesday, every Friday? It's tough. Like there's some nights where I'm looking up at the ceiling. I'm like, I'm fucked tomorrow. I have nothing for Road Rage Wednesday. I hope there's absolutely no traffic. And I don't mean to cut you off, but for those listening and who have never heard of you, just, you know, give yourself a little shout out. Tell them what you, exactly you do. Um, you can go to any social media site, uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and you can look up Rodia Comedy, R-O-D-I-A Comedy. Uh, basically, what, what, I, what I do is I created a character, Uncle Vinny, which any Italian out there, you know, that, that's off the boat, first generation, what have you, you're going to have an uncle like Uncle Vinny. He's always pissed off. He's never in a good mood. Um, he's, you know, then I created his wife. Um, I'll actually announce Zee it Lucia. first. You, know, you wanted me to announce I'm, something first? I'll announce something first. This weekend is a very good chance you might meet his kids. He's got two oh. grown kids, a uh, gay guy, gay son named Fabrizio, uh, and his daughter Maria, so I might roll them out. But it's just, I played around with the idea. It, it was actually by accident. Um, I made the page. when I think when we did it, we were talking about changing. Yeah, remember, my page I, was It's Uncle Vinny, and I said, And I, I told you, message the guy that has it without the, because his page was Uncle Vinny with yeah. uh what do you call that? Underscore? Yeah, underscore. Yeah, I, and I, I messaged him. I said, listen, I'm a comedian. I have this character I created. I would love to switch names to you. My man just answered me back simply no. Said, yeah, no, I, no, I try no, to do that no with responses. Sabino. No. Just the name Sabino. Uh, Did he want got, money? He probably wanted money, right? He, no, he was just oh, he like, no. Anything? I was like, can I offer you something? He's like, no. I was like, all right, do you do anything with your name? He was like, it's my name. I'm like, are you, are you an uncle? He's like, no. I'm like, then you're a fucking idiot. I don't know. I don't what you're doing. But then That's I ended right. up. I, so I. But you're creating it. a brand like this, though, man. Like I like, I like what you're doing. Well, we're actually we're, we we have a uh, knock on wood. We have um, we're, we're going to be pitching it for an actual cartoon, like an off the boat Italian cartoon. Nice. 
So we're creating him I'm, as like I'm a I'm all full for character. that, man. I, I could see that. We got some I mean, listen, banging exclusives I've right seen, now. I've seen Italian comics. You obviously got Vic Batetta. You got Sebastian Maniscalco, which is killing it. The two monsters. I mean, they really are doing what they what what they what they should be doing, what they love to be doing. But you don't have off the boat Italian comedy. You do it. Canada has them. You no, know, I remember when I was growing up, my parents. Pasquale Parmesan. Pasquale yeah. Parmesan. Yeah, remember? <laughs> my, my the dad, car accident with the deer? Yeah. That, that was my a, dad that was a used to have this CD, yeah, man. Oh. Yeah. We used to listen to him on like car rides to upstate. Yeah, the whole tape. The whole tape. First, that you was, had the jerky. Those boys. were the original podcasts. Well, you, right had, you had the jerky boys, which was the original audio comedy that you could listen to, prank phone. But then with Par- Parmesan, I mean, I remember driving up state hunting season and we would listen to that deer skit over and over and over again. But if you think about it, you got the guys in Canada, they do off the boat Italian. You don't really have first generation off the boat. You got guys that do Italian comedy and they mix it with English. So I had a choice. I can I speak dialect nobly don. I could do that. But what you do is you take your audience and you shrink it. Because now you got people that don't understand Italian but are Italian. They're, they're going to be lost. They're not going to enjoy it. So I do a well, lot you, of off the boat You also Italian. connect to... Uh... Other people like Greeks, yeah, because Puerto Ricans, Portuguese. Same, what about yeah. the Puerto Rican thing? Same thing, but you got to switch numbers. That's a little it. Bit. Listen, it's not if you if you were brought up off the boat where you're either Italian, Greek, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, Mexican. There are a lot of similarities. A lot of struggles. Yeah. Same struggles. Struggles working. You know, your parents broke their ass. Um, the way you were brought up, your your you know how your parents brought you. Like I got my ass kicked bad. I mean, my father hit me <laughs> once or twice. And that's all I needed, but my mother was the abusive one. The abusive one. Abuse. Nowadays, God she forbid you just like that. Yeah, she'll plead the fifth. So. <laughs> but, you know, we were just brought up differently as kids. Like, yeah. you, you know, very, very different uh, upbringing. No, I definitely agree. Um, uh, I just wanted to say, yeah, I, you know, I love Sebastian Manic Scalco and... Uh, yeah. He actually did four shows on MSG. Yeah, he, he, sold out. Guys, yeah, sold li- out. living legend, yeah. that guy. But it's funny what you say because off the boat of talent, I always said that to anybody I know. I said, "Wow, I wish there was always that one comedian that I could relate to." Because I, that's why I did it. I, yeah, I never, like there is one guy that I watch. You ever see Joe Avati? Yeah, Joe mm-hmm. Avati's hilarious. But even Joe, I went to go see him in Westchester like twelve years ago. He had a lot of Italian in the show. So you do lose the audience. You're right. not, uh, listen, the Italian culture, my partner Dominic, um, he did a whole bunch of research and he said, listen, there's nothing wrong with attacking the Italian crowd. You have 18 million Italians in this country. And Italian, the Italian culture, believe it or not, is the only growing nationality still. But the Italian language is being lost. It's not. So once you dedicate a show to Italian language, whether it's 10 minutes of the show, you're losing the audience for that 10 minutes. So right. that's why I went with the off-the-boat you know, and it's people meet my father at some of the shows. Like they're like, "Hey, Mr. Odia, how you doing?" He's like, "Hey, nice. You enjoyed my son's show." And he's like, "Oh my God, you're not fucking around. That's how he talks." So I'm like, "No, that's basically that's him. Me on stage is him." So that's 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 main reason why I wanted to do the Italian, the off the boat Italian comedy because uh, I don't care. Listen, you're Italian. You're Italian. It's blood that runs through your veins. Right. I don't care if you don't speak it or not. But there are two different types of Italians, and I heard you talking about this with Vinny on your show from Jersey Shore. You've got the Goomba Italian, and then you have the off-the-boat Italian. Right. If you're off-the-boat and your parents are off-the-boat, you were brought up differently. You talk differently. You were raised differently. Like, my father hates the Sopranos. I enjoy watching them, but he can't stand them because he feels like it makes the Italians look bad. You know, it gives them a bad name. So it's... Yeah. You know, we were, we were talking about you know. that with, mm-hmm. uh, with the Vinny podcast. Mm-hmm. He's like, I thought you were going to, like, insult Vinny and say, like, you know, people think that Italians are mobsters or guidos. I like, yo, I almost said it. I'm not gonna lie. You're not wrong. But You're not wrong. I, I was shaking. He, he actually t- said it for me. You right, know. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, listen, he he was brought up more. If you're gonna look at anybody on that show, Vinny was probably the only old school Italian person. Like his family was more old school than the other ones. But you're not wrong. Like, go to Nebraska. Go to like like the Midwest. You have hicks out there that think Italians. Are, are you Italian? Yeah. Are you Italian from the Jersey Shore? <laughs> you got you got to use olive oil on your skin. Like that's what they think. But that show gave Italians kind of not a bad name, but like I said, there's two different types of Italians. I'll leave it at that. Without you know, I'm not gonna. I'll get start getting followed by a bunch of juice heads. <laughs> All right. So that's that's Rodia comedy. Check it out. Uh, let's get a little Pat going over here. Right, so right. Pat, what do what do you do, man? Um, I mostly now I just produce. I still go by a DJ, but um. I stopped kind of doing all that for a little bit. I do I do it once in a while, but only like favors for people and like, you know, promoters that I've known for a long time and stuff like that. I don't like to work with the current industry. 
and the way it's going. And the, stuff like that. you know, bring 50 people for $100. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always <laughs> been, you know, bring some people, you know, at least in the last 10, 10, 15 years. But now it's like tables and like for $100, they, you know, they're, they're let, it's, like, it's like they're doing you a favor by letting you DJ. And like, I feel like the, the music is also changed too now. It's all about. But you do um, a bunch of like, you sell uh, mixes and stuff. Yeah, now, so bit. now I just basically, I produce. So like I do like, um I make music for the DJs. So, like, I'll do mashups and, you know, edits and, like, cutting music certain ways that it makes the crowd, you know, move a certain yeah, way. Or, you yeah. know, the way DJs would like it. And yeah, DJs exactly. are the ones who get the music. Transitions, yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff, stuff yeah. yeah, all the stuff that DJs use. So what I mean, uh, what websites are you on? I'm on Digital Music Pool right now. Yeah, that's who I... Yeah, because I saw, like, you post a bunch of times, like, mm -hmm. top 10 ranking songs. Yeah, that's, like, they're, um, they have charts on there on the most downloaded, um you know songs and stuff like that i'm always in you know the most downloaded i i've been doing this for such a long time that like i'm just i know what people want and you know every time i go to a new website i you know i adjust to like what their crowd on the web their website wants and stuff like that so I'll, i know exactly what to make and what they want to hear just, you know so that's why i'm always like climbing the charts and stuff like that and all that that's awesome man much respect to you yeah, uh i want to ask you uh i'm not too familiar with mm -hmm. your material yeah. but is it more like trap or is it a specific genre? Is it's, it EDM? I, I started out being house and then, you know, became open-minded and I now do like open format. So basically that's like everything that like you hear, you go to any city club that doesn't only play rap and it's like they mix in house with rap and oh, some perfect. rock and yeah. like, you know, just a little basically bit. Basically every day. Yeah, that's everything what I like. that people want. Like like bon, he'll do Bon Jovi mashups. Yeah, and <laughs> with like house. I'll do literally, and I try to specifically be different and like take old school and mix it with the new school. Love and that. Like, Fuse that we actually did our it. intro for this episode, so yeah. we're here. All right, sounds yeah, good, yeah, man. Cool. Looking forward to that. Stuff. Yeah, man, it's cool. Uh, freestyle? Yeah, I, honestly, I don't make too much freestyle because it's hard to... Like, Yo, we got to bring freestyle back. Come on, baby. Yeah, that's the yeah. day. Your face just went off. <laughs> he I'm looks like he's not going to head, but I don't know about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to have to bring back like tinted out like headlights on a Mustang. The big hair is going to come back. I got to go find out if they still sell like LA Looks Gel and Rave Level 5 and... I still I still listen to freestyle though. No, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pop freestyle once in a while. Yeah, I've got everything in my car. But like you said, I, I like when it's mashed up. I don't mm -hmm. like just definitely. Listen. And today's music, hip hop, you can't understand shit. Yeah, it's all mumble. Like, you go to my car, it's Biggie, it's Jay Z, mm -hmm. it's Tupac, it's Nas. Like it's old school stuff you could actually understand. Yeah, you know? yeah. like what's that? And it's guy meaningful, doing? meaningful lyrics too. It makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, who's that guy that got arrested? Takashi six nine. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I, I'm not even gonna go into it because this will be a three hour show. But honestly, I'm gonna shout out my my boy. He's a sign of Rock Nation. He produces Stag Selector. And, you know, it's perfect to go with this show because we had a conversation before the show started. And I'm not promoting anything negative because I rather promote things yeah. I fuck with or things I'm that's making me right. money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no negative energy. And, like, he's the one that basically told me that, like, whenever people talk about 6ix9ine, how he sucks, he's just like, all right, but listen to this guy that, Still, you know, well, rapping one, out. What I was going to get, one thing about him, again, what I said before, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you create a following, so even though I don't listen to his music or I don't think it makes sense or whatever, it's not my, the kid, he was making money. He knew how to market himself, oh, too. My kid, yeah, but that, that's, but that's a, and I was going to say, that's a perfect example. If you know how to market yourself, you know how to get yourself out there, you know how to create a following, listen, I don't care how, what you're doing. You could be a painter. You create a following. Nobody could hate on the fact that you marketed yourself. You know, like yeah. I get comics that write even even negative things though. A lot of things yeah, about him listen, were negative, I get negative too. Stuff every day, I'll get comedians, fellow comedians that go, "Listen, I find you your stuff funny, but you leapfrog the industry. You're not doing it the right way. Why? Because I don't want to go to nightclubs and do six minutes. I'd rather rent out theaters, create a following, and pack. You know, like the theater we're doing for February second, four hundred people. I get, an, I, I'm, I, I produce my own shows. I like to run my own shows. So. Whether that's the right way or wrong way to do it, you market yourself. I got nothing for respect for you. Listen, let's you let's talk. Let's talk a little bit show. about your upcoming shows. Um, so we're in January twentieth, right? Yeah, it's January twentieth. That's when this episode is going to come out. You just confused the hell out of me. I know because <laughs> I'm just looking at my calendar. I, like, I didn't think it was that. <laughs> what do you uh? <laughs> what you got coming up? Uh, so January twenty sixth, we actually just sold out my first Jersey show. It's a smaller show, but it's uh. Just got sold out. It's at Calabria's in uh, Livingston, New Jersey. Wanted to kind of get a feel for the Jersey crowd. So I wanted to start off small. And then we're planning a big show probably in Bergen County. Um, and then making my way down south. But that's January 26th. 
Uh, February 2nd, I'll be at the White Plains Performing Arts Center, um, which Sabino promised me when I got here that he's going to show. So yeah, I'm going to come. Just put you on the spot real I'm gonna quick. Come, I'm going to come with the The whole show's got tickets. The whole show's got tickets. You guys can make You'll it. You'll see growing up a time. That's fine. Don't worry. Listen, bring your shirts, whatever. I'll throw them from the stage. I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, February 2nd, that's, that's... Yo, We got to get Uncle Vinny in one of our growing up Italian shirts, man. I got one that's from it. later, so you better, you better be fine. wearing I'll one. I'll make it. Uh, Uncle Vinny will be proud to make a video wearing that shirt. But uh, so that so for people that don't know, when I I do White Plains Performing Arts Center four times a year, that's the first theater that gave me a shot to actually rent out and was like, listen, you're a no name guy, but we'll give you a shot. We'll let you rent it out. So I'm gonna do four shows there a year. But you got February second there, uh, February 9th, 16th, 23rd, and March second. I'll be doing uh, Carnival at Mayor Pack Villa uh, Villa Barone. That's um, that's a. Uh... Upstate, right? Yeah, Maya Pack. Yeah, yeah. So they do Carnival. I'll be there four weeks. Um, March 16th, I'll be uh, headlining Governors in Levittown, uh, 7 o'clock and 9.30. March 23rd, we just booked another show. I'll be at Central Stage in Yonkers headlining. Uh, March 30th, I'm doing a benefit for my old high school, Nurshaw High School, my little cousin's softball team. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser, so I'll be performing at a Barnard School. And then uh, April 12th is the uh, Canada Show in Toronto. Yeah, you got a packed schedule, man. Hopefully just made my head spin a little bit. Okay, yeah. Best of luck to you, man. Thanks, You're doing a great thing. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, tickets are definitely available on your website, right? You go to rodeacomedy.com, uh, go to shows, and you can get your shirts there. You can get you click shows. You'll see all my shows. Click tickets, and it takes you right to that uh, dedicated link. Yeah. That's dope, you man. You guys yeah. don't have to go to tickets, even though you said you're going to You're on fire now. I'm, I'm coming to the February I'll boy, 2nd I'll show. I'll boycott the whole, the whole podcast if you don't come now. <laughs> <laughs> you almost scared me because you almost pulled the no-show tonight. I, I was going to actually do, like, I was busy at work today, but I was going to do this elaborate video where, like, it was a shout-out to you, apologize, and I couldn't show. And then as you cursed me out inside, I was going to knock on the door, but I didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> he got me good. Yeah. He called me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing a show in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I can't He's make like, it." What? And it honestly <laughs> won't be the first time that's happened to me. It's actually yeah. happened twice. So all the Italians in Tennessee, you really believe? Yeah, that? <laughs> so many Italians in Tennessee. I don't know about Tennessee, man. Yeah. Uh, Did we get any listens in Tennessee? Uh, I'll check right now. I'll check right now. I th I actually think I have two. I shipped two shirts to Tennessee, but I think those oh. are the only two Italians in there. <laughs> they, just, they moved there and they wanted a shirt. I was like, doing? Tennessee? I was like, is this... I, I emailed her. I was like, is this a misprint? She was like, no, no, I live in Tennessee. I'm a huge fan. Are you Italian? She was like, yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> Italian's everywhere, but like, yeah. the Carolinas are crazy. Carolina, Cleveland? Have, one thing I'm shocked is, uh, like, I get messages from Melbourne, Australia. They're like, come mm -hmm. do yeah. a show. We have cousins there. Huge, uh, yeah. huge Italian. Huge. Yeah, a lot, a lot. And then uh, Rhode Island, huge Italian yeah. population. Poly D, man. That's Poly D. Yeah. Man right there. But what's, what's funny, like, I'll go live once in a while and I'll ask them where, like, I like to find out where I can do a show. Mm -hmm. Where are my followers? Mm -hmm. But you got to see the answers. Like, some, some dude, <laughs> some people are like, you should do the Barclays Center. I'm like, <laughs> we'll have like 400 people in a 30,000 person arena. They're like, do MSG. I'm like, guys, chill. I'm talking about like theaters. No, you should, and like they're shouting out these huge theaters. I'm like, guys, I'm not doing giant stadiums. You'll yeah, be there I'm not soon, there though, man. Hopefully. hopefully, I would love to, man, to do this full time. When you're I make on, the announcement, the that, when I make the announcement that I'm full time, I'll, I'll guarantee I'll make it on your show. All right, so when uh, Ant goes full time, he yeah. promises he's gonna do it I here will definitely make the time. On your show. It's question. gonna be an exclusive. It's without like question. ESPN. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm taking my talents to full time. Breaking news. <laughs> taking my talents to South Beach with permission from my wife. That's awesome, man. Um, yo, I got to put you on the spot, though, man, because yeah. uh, I remember uh, when we had our conversation before this podcast, you said that you like being on the spot. So you got mm -hmm. a, a little joke for us right off the dome? Oh, man. Um, yes. All right. So 86-year-old guy goes to the doctors. Doctor says, listen, Angelo, I know this is awkward, but I'm gonna. we have new ways of you know, running tests to see if like, you have cancer and stuff like that. I can do it with your sperm. So I need a sperm sample. So he gives him a jar, and he says, I want you to bring it back, you know, with a sperm sample tomorrow. So Angelo comes back, hands the jar to the doctor, and it's empty, spotless, clean. So he goes, Angelo, what happened? He goes, I don't know. I went home. I tried with my right hand, nothing. I tried with my left hand, nothing. I even tried both hands. Then I called my wife from upstairs. She come down. She tried with both her hands, nothing. She even tried with the mouth, with the teeth in, with the teeth out, nothing. <laughs> I even called Maria next door. She come over. She tried with both hands. Nothing. She even tried to lock it between the legs. Nothing. I don't understand. <laughs> Doctor goes, you asked your neighbor Maria for help? He goes, hey, sure. Nobody can get this goddamn top off for the job. 
Uh, yeah, there you go. It's put me on the spot. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, off the door, man. Oh, man. That's uh, I got millions of them, man. Now, yo, uh, I, I, call myself, brain. I call myself looking on YouTube when I just cracking up, like watching uh, well, I, the show A lot clips. of people ask me why I stopped because I used to do Joke Time Friday. The reason why I stopped, they're not, like, people get mad. They're like, I heard that joke It's before. offensive. Well, no, no. They're like, they, they get mad that they, of course you heard that it's a joke. Like one guy was like, it'd be funny if you wrote it yourself. My father told me that when I was six. Uh, you no, know, nobody told you. Nobody said I write them. So I stopped because I like to be original. So I felt like anybody could tell a joke and I didn't want people thinking that I was te- – because you have people out there that just don't – they don't get it. I, did, I stopped doing it because I like telling jokes, but I don't do it on stage and they're not my jokes. It's jokes that I've heard like from my uncles and stuff. Like this one was left on hey, my But page. I like those jokes that get passed down. Yeah, dude. Like this one was left on my page today, on my Uncle Vinny page. And Someone commented that? Yeah. What's that? What do you what, – which – I have uh, Uncle – I have a private page, like a group – um, called Uncle Vinny's oh, Extended Family. Okay, okay. And I, my followers are the best. All my members, they'll share jokes and stuff. So a joke is something that you've heard or that, like you say, passed down. It's, I didn't take credit for the joke, so I stopped doing Joke Time Friday, which I'm glad because now I'm doing uh, you know, Freestyle Friday. So. Yeah, man, you're doing good. Thank you. So being two Italians that were born and raised in the Bronx, mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a Bronx Italian like? Okay, he could say he was born. I was a little, my fan. I have cousins. I mean, I have an uncle that was born in the Bronx, but he he could start because he was born. I hung out a lot in the Bronx. A lot of uh, um, Morris Park. It's it's changing a lot too. Uh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the neighborhood's changing, but Nourishell is to me Nourishell is the Bronx. Like I could have like Westchester's version. It's 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 still <laughs> yeah. the Bronx because but it, it's Nourishell's before. Westchester. Yeah, it's it's technically Westchester, but like it's it's right there. It's You're literally minutes five minutes from the Bronx. I used to yeah. get there in ten, five, ten minutes, yeah. a couple of exits yeah. off the yeah. highway. So that's basically the Bronx. I mean, Queens and Brooklyn are like close to, so yeah. it's, it's very. Similar I mean, it depends because sometimes it'll take you an hour to get to Brooklyn. Some parts from it here. Depends. So right. if you talk about, it'll you never know, take you an hour. Greenpoint and Williamsburg. It's similar. It's very yeah. similar to stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they're very close. So yeah, I have so many friends in there, Rochelle. It's like we were always like. Bronx and there and, and Westchester were like this. The yeah. same way Queens and Brooklyn were like that. And yeah. Brooklyn and Staten Island are like this. Like and that, you yeah. have like you have that, that connection. neighbor, you know, yeah. the neighbor connection. You would always go out, you'd always have, you know, like DNA would always be the Bronx and the and the Westchester promoters would be together. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna yeah. that's exactly why I brought that point up because yeah. like I remember when we used to promote a party, we'd be like, All right, yeah, we need two Long Island promoters. Mm-hmm. We need two Brooklyn promoters. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need two Bronx promoters. Yeah, and there's not many, like, you know, Italians and stuff in just the Bronx. So you would get, like, that whole clip, and Westchester. Though. It yeah. would be, like, Bronx and Westchester together. You can't just be like, oh, we're just going to have a little bit of a Bronx promoters. you got to combine them so you can get, you know, everybody. Because we all knew each other anyway. Mm-hmm. So it would all be, like, one. But that's how it was. There's a yeah. whole, you get one person to get yeah. the whole click out, exactly. you know? Exactly, that's how it would be. But I remember even uh, Mario and Christian. Yeah, you you called yeah, them, yeah, right? Yeah, those were my best friends. Yeah, they, they were, their guest list name was the Bronx, Bronx Boys. Boys. Yeah, that's, that was it, though. That was like, you I had those that. guys, and then yeah. that was it, that. you know, if you're not. Yeah. yeah, so it's like... Man, I wish I could go back, though, sometimes, bro. <laughs> I'd give my left pinky toe and one of my testicles to go back to when I was 22. <laughs> 22? 22? I'm thinking like 18. Uh, no, 22. Nah. I, I was making decent money for a 22-year-old when I didn't need my parents, and I had absolutely no responsibilities. Yep. 22. Going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, and that's Monday. That's how I was, too. For, now, I go, now I go into work, and my co-worker's like, rough night? Yeah, man. Where'd you go last night? Last night. <laughs> Six nights ago. Like, I, it, takes it takes me like a while a to recover. To recover. Yeah. Everybody says like, that. Oh, it's, it's I don't even rough. like to drink that much because, like, nah. that whole reason, like... My hangover is horrible. My wife and I went out to Cabo in uh, Rockville Center. I was going to say Cabo in Astoria because they <laughs> changed was, it to... Uh, no, that's a good spot, spice too. They changed yeah. it to... Uh, spice, I think it is. Spice for the Y. Oh, spice yeah. to me was an old porn channel, but whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you had the scrambler box. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was spice. Spice you and tuxedo. You remember what you used to do with the box? Yeah, the box, I had the like, scrambler. Like, Dude, I had, my scrambler went out one night. When I was watching it, and I just, I was like, I'll just listen to the sound. I just I need the sound. Just to see just a little bit. That's it. I was like, oh, I, gotta, I, I see a little bit of skin and a little bit of sound. But yeah. I mean, I, 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 um, oh shit, I don't know. But we, we went to Cabo and we're sitting there and they had a little, little event and then we took a couple pitches. Like William DeMeo was there. Uh, John Gotti Jr. was there. They had a, a little event for their clothing uh, line. I think William DeMeo's clothing line. And my wife and I are sitting there like 9 30, 10 o'clock eating. And after we eat, we caught each other. I'm like, this is crazy. 
it's 11 o'clock. People are just getting here. 11 o'clock's early, too. And she's like, right? And she oh, said yeah. it. And then we looked at each other. I was like, oh, we're fucking old. Yep. Like, I was going out at midnight. Mm. But now you see it. I'm like, I want to. I'm like two hours past my bed. Sometimes people go out at one o'clock to be at the club at I used two. To go yeah, to sleep and then wake up at like two and then yeah. go out to like after hours yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. another. Especially time, the clubs though, yeah. in the city where yeah. you, like, you would wake, you would get out of the club at like two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday yeah, and then the go to a brunch. Out. You see all the crackheads coming yeah. out. Or the family's going to breakfast. They're like, don't look at them. They're Guidos. They're all night Guidos. I remember a big thing when we were promoting too was yeah. that. Everybody would go to Pasha after Pasha the after hours. Yep, it would be like when it would be big DJ. Yep. I'd be like, yo, Jonathan that's, Peters. That's not oh, for yeah, me, man. That's my favorite. I mean, Jonathan Peters was a little before my time. He I'm talking. Still, about, he was still rocking Pasha when we were out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how old are you? I'm 28. No, dude. Oh yeah, you're right. But yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah, hearing of him like towards the end, the end of the more sound factory. Yeah, he still did. Yeah, he was still my favorite to see at Pasha. But like even Eric Morillo, like oh yeah, all those guys. I knew I was done with that stage when I went to I think it was Sound Factory and Jonathan Peters was spinning. And I might have been in my late 20s, and I saw two girls, beautiful girls, with JP, this big tattooed on their back. Oh, I was man. like, I'm fucking Yeah, he has diehard fans. I was like, I am done. I was like, this dude will never be, like, you don't see people like Elvis Duran tattooed on their back. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> Elvis Duran. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> this guy's going to stop spinning, and this poor girl's going to be like, questioned by her husband, who's JP? I want the truth. No, it's a DJ. No, no, it's all over your back. I was like, I'm done. That's it. That was my last time at Sound Factory. For real? Yeah, hell yeah. Yo, you know what's funny is, like, my parents, I remember when they used to go to yeah. Crowbar, Sound yeah. Factory. Limelight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exit. Yep. Did they go to Exit? Yeah, um, those places, yeah. Who, who Wait, I went you? to the same clubs as your parents? You make you really fucking old. My parents are about it. No, my oh. parents are way too old to be there. They were like, they were like 35 going like, this is like when we were 10. They probably right was at like my 18th birthday. Oh, no, no. That's yeah. now, awesome though. Parents we were probably like 15. I was like 15 when they were going I was, out. I, there was a few times that I was out and I saw dad walk in and I'm like, and they're like, your dad's here. I'm like, hell yeah, we're making a big five. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, my parents, my, mom is lit. Home, my parents are like the parents I want to be in. Like, yeah. hip and no, but that's cool. Awesome. My mom tries to be in, but she looks like Dora the Explorer. She's about four and a half feet tall. So <laughs> she can't fit in. She's going to watch this and beat this. I'm getting hit with a broom at 38 years old. Wow. <laughs> Yo, Pat, who yeah. thinks the biggest DJ right now? Like, who's the um, JP Danny Tanaglia nowadays? Oh, with Deep House? Because there's, there's different stuff. Like, they, you know what I mean? There's different genres. And you could talk like the EDM, you know, and you still got guys like yeah, Tiesto who've, yeah. Been, yeah. who've been on top for 15 years and he's still yeah. like the number one, number two DJ, you know what I mean? So, But that, Tiesto can't DJ a club. He has to DJ He's got to DJ a big thing. Yeah, he doesn't do the small shows anymore. I mean, again, listen, I'm. I'm not too much in the DJ world as as I used to be, but you know, because it's it's changed a lot. But do you now, still hang out with B Breaker too? Yeah, that's still that's still yo, my brother. B Breaker, I still, yo, I still do mixes well, with him and stuff. Yeah, he's DJ Stereo. Yeah, 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 he's still that's still my brother. We still still to this day we do edits every single week. Like we're sending stuff back and forth to each other, doing remixes and stuff like that. Still, it's awesome, man. Yeah, what you do is amazing because a lot of well, the only thing when I go out, the music's got to be on point. Yeah. So yeah, that's like two weeks thing. ago, I went out to a club, and. uh it was house night, mm -hmm. and let me tell you, I, I was into it for the first five songs. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's cool. get it. And then the sixth one, I was like, okay, that's all right. <laughs> all right. Seventh song, all right, I'm getting out of here. It's yeah, just like, you didn't realize it was a 28-minute song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we find that beat right now. Yeah. Two minutes later, we still find that beat. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, now if you're a house DJ, if you play more than two minutes, it's like, it's yeah. a little too much now. Yeah. Like the, the ADD level. Yo. It's crazy. Now, <laughs> nowadays, like, listen, this is another thing I caught the tail end of, yeah. but I remember, like, seeing, like, the older guys DJing, like, mm -hmm. they would come with, like, crates and mm -hmm. CDs. Yeah. Like, shout out to Dom, Dom T from, okay. uh, from, uh, where is he from? The Bronx? Yeah, he's yeah, from yeah, the he's Bronx, from too, my, right? Yeah, he's from my neighborhood, yeah. So he... For the longest time, when we were young, I remember he was DJing with CDs. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow, this kid DJs yeah. with CDs. Yeah. So I saw him like when I went out recently, like maybe a year ago. I'm like, yo, you still DJ with CDs? And he's like, nah, I got this now. And he has like a USB, the USB out. Oh, man. That's <laughs> I was like, well, how'd you just use the computer, bro? It's all done on like, a laptop now. No, but he doesn't use a laptop. He uses, uses a USB. Yeah, that's that, it. If you play like deep house music, right. it's kind of like shunned to like have a laptop. Really? Yeah. So now it's like it's it's similar to you either doing vinyl or right. you're doing on these USB sticks because now you have a laptop. It's too commercial. Wow. And then, you know it's too like those are like hip hop DJs and yeah. they, they use like laptops right. still. You know what I mean? So and you don't have to worry about doing quick transitions. You can play the whole song. I got you. So the mixing and stuff like that is like 
you know, it's easier. You can you can do that with USB sticks. So it's it's a whole thing. So let they try me, to be cool. Let know. me chime chime in one more time. Yeah. So there's some DJ. I think it might be Funk Flex. Mm-hmm. Every Friday. Yeah. He does like this thing where he just keeps mashing up every ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Cannot stand that. Oh, why do that. they do that? So he does that personally. I don't know why, but that's it's a trend. It's like hip hop DJs will go in and out. Hate that. But that's how hip hop is now. You're gonna see now. I'm this is, I'm calling this now. You're gonna see songs get shorter and shorter. Itself. Well, that's awesome you're saying. Yes. Now finish what you're saying then. So songs will get shorter and shorter. Back in the day, it started in the 50s. Songs were two minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds. As time grew on, you got three minutes, three minutes and 30 seconds. Sometimes in you know the 60s and 70s, you get six minute songs. And then eventually, started getting shorter and shorter again. Now, now you're, around, yeah, you're around three minutes and two, two songs minutes. Songs used to be four minutes. minutes. Yeah. You know, four yeah. and a half minutes. Oh, it's an Eminem album. Yeah. Like six and a half minute <laughs> yeah. song. Rap yeah. album, but like, like Takashi's the king of that. Talking about him, his yeah. songs are two minutes because people so have short attention spans. Yeah. If you don't like the song... It's already done. Uh, yep. You know? And it's easier for DJs to play them because the crowd will lose, will like stop dancing, will, will not pay attention to what you're doing if you're playing something for too long. And they just want to hear the best part of the song that they can sing. Right. And then they want you to go to the next song right. so they can sing yeah, that you, part you only, that You'll never hear the second verse. No, you'll never. You'll always hear the, the chorus and then maybe one verse if it's like a popular song and then that's it. That's literally it. That's what that's yeah, what music's becoming. So, forget wh- about house music. You don't hear the breakdowns where it like stops. You do not hear that at all. Yeah, that's what I do. I like make that part easier. I, I gotta go somewhere where you're at, like, man. Where are you? Because like <laughs> I, I gotta be there. I'm serious. Listen, I, I only I'm trying to have a good time. Not certain parties here. I don't take go bookings from anybody. I'm right, like right. you know I can get booked anywhere. Got I got a sweet sixteen in the family. <laughs> 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 I do famous with people. I'll be I'll do, sweet sixteen. I do occasional private events or whatever for people and stuff. Or like I just DJ New Year's for the same place that books me every. New Year's Eve for the past eight years I'll always do that and they'll place. always book you because I know New Year's is so it's, hard to yeah, get a DJ exactly so but they love me there and I respect where them where do you do New Year's this place uh, XO in uh, Forest Hills in Queens Oh, it's yeah, a cafe, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, always do yeah. that place. It's a small place, but I can play yeah. whatever I want. That's they where love, my wife's from. She's from Middle Village. They right love there. freestyle. They break. Yeah. I can play anything. I can experiment, and I just play there, and nobody breaks my balls. If I bring this many people, bring that many people, sell tables, and they've been booking me for Because honestly, that's what, that's what the game is, though. That's what it is. Because coming from my perspective, mm-hmm. I remember, like, all right, we need a DJ that could yeah. bring 30 people. Mm-hmm. And really, you, like, lose, because in that kid's... Throwing the bangers on oh, all yeah, of a sudden. Gotta, people are walking in hearing the best song. That's the thing now. Now you have openers who are trying to prove themselves. Right. Because if they have they want to get that top spot. And it's not about like the respect for the next DJ. So they play I'm walking into clubs as the headliner and I'm hearing the opener play stuff that I've made. And the same thing with B Breaker, same thing with other guys. And not not just my stuff, but like Stuff that I would play because it's the hottest song out. Like you go now, there's big songs like the Meek Mill Drake song. Yeah, like you're playing Drake at, at eleven o'clock. There's no one in the club. What are you right. doing? Like you know, and it's like you're not supposed to do that. Well, DJing is a lot like comedy. Exactly. I it's go like, out yeah. on a set. Mm-hmm. I have everyone's like, why don't you do all Italian mm-hmm. comics? I'm like, because yeah. I don't want too much Italian shit. It gets mm-hmm. played out. So yeah. like my opener is my host is Spanish. You know, mm-hmm. he's Spanish and Italian. And my feature guy Darren Rivera. He's Puerto Rican. You know, we're adding Tara Conestrasi. So I'm throwing a female Italian in there. But same thing, you have a set. Yeah. Like, my, I, I got a, a guy that I've known since I was a young kid, um, Joey Donato, DJ Shortcuts. Mm-hmm. He's oh, we know Shortcuts. Yeah. Shortcuts has a set. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my, the guy I use all the time, my boy DJ Cams from New Rochelle, mm-hmm. he has a set. Like, so you go into these clubs, you do a two-hour set. And I was talking to a couple of DJs. They said it's, it's mind-boggling. When you got the guy opening for you, and you walk in, this dude's playing music that would drive people nuts, and there's like 40 people in the club. Mm-hmm. Then you a lot of those people want to leave because you're like, right. I heard the songs I want to hear already. You know, if you're headlining, you yeah. got to change your set now and your yep. whole arrangement. I can't play that same song. I mean, right. sometimes I do anyway because I'm like, all right, whatever. There's only 10 people that heard it before, right. so I'll play it again. Right. But again, you shouldn't have to do that. No. You know, it's like someone telling you a joke. Like, right. people are going to, you know... They, well, I'm getting shit for that. People are starting to write me like other comics. Don't yeah. post any of your stand-ups yeah. because people are going to steal your jokes. Listen, yeah. I'm going to say this right now. Whoever's watching, <laughs> steal my jokes. If you don't deliver it correctly, it's going to suck. I'll just write new material. But like, I, it's mm-hmm. like, take it. Yeah. Like, the, like, if you watch comedy, these comedians shy away from posting their stand-ups online because they're afraid someone's going to take it. Take my jokes. Okay, take them. You want to use them? Use them. Use them well. Don't fuck up my joke. But I'll just, I'll write new material. But what I found out, you have these comedians that they'll do the same set for six years straight. With me, if I do a show in the same like like I do White Plains, I'm writing a new new hour show for every single time I do White Plains. Cause I don't want you spending money to come see me and listen to the shit you listened to last time. So I'll now, take like see, two or three things out that, and use that. But 
For the that most would part, make somebody want to come to more shows because yeah. I've seen that multiple times where people have the same shows. Yeah. Even guys like Chappelle, they'll have the same yeah. show 10 nights in a row. Right. But they'll have a different like guest or something. So yeah, and I try to keep it fresh. It, listen, it's tough. It's tough to find relatable humor. It's tough to find humor that like I when I write my 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 material, I'm finding stories that like you know everybody can relate to. Because the funniest shit that you'll hear is stuff that you've experienced. So if I do a show here and I do a show in like Toronto, I could use the same material. No one in mm-hmm. Toronto is gonna hear that show. But I'll mix like you know I'll take like really good jokes like stories about my father. And I'll use that at every show, but for the most part, like you're saying, why would you come see me three nights in a row at different places if it's in the same vicinity and like you know, yeah. and you're gonna hear the same stuff? It's to me. Even if you have money. 50 people that go to all three shows, that's yeah. a win, you know. Yeah. Now, I, if it, it, within the hour that I do, I try to keep 40 minutes fresh, and then I'll mix in new material. I probably have. I mean, I had a comedian ask me. He was like, "How much material would you say you have?" I'm like, "In the six months that I started writing again, I probably have like 19 hours worth of material." So like what's I your got, process with that? Like you literally have a notebook and I have in my phone notes, notes, notes in my phone. That's I'll, what I do too. It's like it. sometimes when we think of a meme, like I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna forget that. I'll just write it down real yeah, quick phone, and then I'll get back. I'll to hear it. something. Fu- so I do it reverse. I almost do it like Chappelle does it. I'll hear something funny, and I'll I'll write that down, and then I'll create a story around that punchline. Yeah. So I I do the punchline first, and then yeah. for the most part create a story around that punchline, which is harder, but it's it you you have the punchline. You don't need to come up with it. That's the main thing of the joke. And I, I, my, my stories, I like to hit you where you don't know where the story's coming from. Like, you don't know where I'm going with it. I don't like obvious humor. Like, when it's too obvious, it's like, all right, well, it's still Obviously, funny. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I've I, I seen it coming from, like, a mile away, so. I've seen a lot of rappers, like, when they're, like, about to write to a song, they'll just, like, start, like, rapping to mm-hmm. the voice memos. So that yeah. would be dope for you to do, too. Like, just real quick, like, if it's too much to type... Nah, I try. Yeah. I hate my voice. Yeah? Do yeah. I hate... Like, I watch my videos back to critique myself. Like, I try to... Like, I don't want to curse too much nowadays. Like, you curse as long as it fits in the story. That's fine. But, like, I, I literally sit there with a notepad and write down how many times I F-bomb. And if I don't feel like it's necessary, I'll cut it out. Like, I'll... I'll it's say, easier right. to see it. Right. You'll open up more of an audience also. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people out there that they don't want to hear a curse every five minutes or every two minutes. They, that's probably you know, the biggest complaint with yeah. what you're yeah. doing, right? 100%. Because I know for us too, when we put like son at borderline, people go crazy in the comments. Like, listen, you're it's same thing with DJing, with any type of entertainment, any craft, any anything you do for other people where you need an audience to do it. You're never going to appease 100 percent of the people 100 percent of the time. So if I'm going to piss off four percent, I'm going to concentrate on the 96 percent that I'm pleasing. So, but at the same time, you do have to watch. Like, you got these young comics out there that they'll write me and you know ask me for criticism. I'm like, you curse too much. You, you can listen. I grew up in an Italian household. My father used the word goddamn like it was going out of style for positive, for negative. He would go, Oh, I like it that goddamn haircut you got. <laughs> or he would go, Oh, who told you to talk like that? I'll smack you goddamn in the face. Goddamn was the word. Yeah. I'll put it in my act and I'll get emails. Can you leave the Lord's name out of your mouth? I'm like, oh, Don't say the Lord's name in vain. Of a cross from my neck to my ass. Don't worry. Jesus is, is loved. But you, you, you're not going to... It's the same thing with your music. You play what you want, you're going to piss somebody off. Of course. I say what I want, I'm going to piss somebody off. Then The main thing that I follow, the day I have to walk on eggshells to do comedy because I might offend somebody is the day I stop doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So... I, I get worried is. sometimes that we're getting there, though. You are. Like, the listen, world's really sensitive. You, you're going to have you're gonna have sensitive people. The, the thing is, we need to keep people that understand comedy. Like, they need to have a voice. Problem is, when you if you notice... People that like comedy or like music or like anything, they don't speak up when they like it. They speak up when they don't, they don't like, like it. it. Right. Know, Nobody writes that. a Yelp review 16 paragraphs long because the pasta was good. They're like, oh, I got in. The service sucked. The chicken was 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 bitter. Like was slimy. Yeah, they sit home and angry type on their computer. You're always going to have those people. A perfect example of that is uh, some something recent, actually. Kevin Hart's supposed to perform somewhere big. I forget where. But um, four years ago, a video... You know when somebody's on the rise, yeah. everybody always like hawks their Twitter, yeah. goes deep into when they, when they make it, they go back to what they used to. Right, right, right. So, well, Kevin Hart's been known for years he's now. He's supposed to host somewhere, right? He's, yeah, he's supposed to host somewhere. I don't know if it's still happening, but no, like he's supposed to host the um, the, uh, what was it? The award show. Yeah, yeah. that might have been it. And so like the Oscars. Down? So, so not the Oscars, no. Well, one of the I don't know, some, something big, but uh, anyways, yeah. So he four years ago he had a skit where it was like I think. It was like something making fun of like gay people or mm-hmm. something like that. Just you know, a regular comedy skit that he usually does. Mm-hmm. And then 
somebody like blew up his spot, pulled it back up and said, oh, this is what I want. This yeah, is what everybody's going to hear. Homophobic. They made a big. Yeah. So yeah. and then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to resign from this one. So, yeah, I think it was the Academy Awards. I yeah, it, it might have been one of the shows it. that he was hosting. So Kevin Hart, I love to death. Regardless of the fact that him and I are the same height, I love him. <laughs> he's original. No, I, th- I think got two inches on him. I might, bro. but whatever. He's black, so he can jump higher. Now people are gonna say, "Oh my God, he's stereotyping black people." They can jump higher than Italians. I mean, we have the we have the belly. But Kevin Hart, what I love about him, I'm very similar. So I I like all the old school guys: Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. My the guy that got me wanting to do comedy was Robin Williams. They're all storytellers. Kevin Hart's one of the best storytellers. He'll tell a story. You're not going anywhere. You're you're locked in. I feel bad for him. Because like you're saying, we're not too far away from watching what we say. Like Guys like back in the day, like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, they would not be able to do comedy today because all these people, if you're watching comedy, it's like me coming to your club, you're DJing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you shut off the music? It's a little loud and I don't <laughs> like to dance. Well, what are you doing yeah. in a club? Yeah. So why are you watching comedy if you can't let go and just laugh? So I don't like that he withdrew. I understand why he did it. You have to appease people and you got to play into the whole politics. But listen... I make fun of Italians, Puerto Ricans, Indians, blacks, gays, transgenders, neutrals, X's, Y's, they's, him's, hers. It's all out of fun. I bring, like, I'll, I'll make a joke about this bottle of water. We're going to say, I'm against Poland Spring. You should boycott me. It's, it's comedy. That's what it is, comedy. So I yeah. feel bad for him. But yeah, they The, per- they the perfect example that was Dave Chappelle. It was a funny gay joke. It was hilarious. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think it was that I didn't even wow. see that. But Chappelle, I don't think he would have ever, like, blew up nowadays like even then i remember everybody was like how could he do this but that was one of my favorite shows that show was hilarious that That show was comedy listen you got to test the you got to test the water you got to push the envelope Mm -hmm. listen there's stuff that uncle vinny's i get emails i literally get probably 40 to 60 emails a day of people i have like the kukutsu one when uh yeah those are my wife's legs, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She let me borrow her legs and put on socks and and. That's awesome, though, because I was I, when I saw that video, I was like, "How did he do that? Like, did he put his own legs?" Yo, so, some guy was, was like, like, "Some guy was like, yo, your legs are gross." I'm like, dude, if you think I'm that flexible, that my legs are on my shoulders, I said, if I was that flexible, you would be doing comedy. You'd be I wouldn't be leaving the house. If I was that flexible, I would not be leaving the house. Yo, hey, you going to work? Not today. I quit again. Just, I, I get a hold of myself. I can't let go. <laughs> Yo, man, this, this was really fun, man. Um, Pat. Yeah, man. Where uh, where could people uh, find find you, man? Yeah, man. Um, Either Instagram at patsy underscore the underscore DJ or uh, you can get my music at digitalmusicpool.com. Just got to become a member. That's all. <laughs> and also... He has some funny memes. It's not always yeah, like yeah. it's not really on the Italian side, but yeah, yeah. I give, I actually I do make Italian memes. I just give them to the Italian pages, and they always repost it. But my my page is just like raw comedy of just like memes and like the funniest stuff I could find on I'm the a internet. New follower, I'm a new follower through my follower. <laughs> follow, nice no, good. Yeah, I was man. like, this is not a DJ page. This no, is no, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I should probably take the DJ thing off, but I still promote my music through it, so it's cool. I just keep it do, like that. Uh, so nah, I, I, I fuck with yeah, what you're doing, man. It's perfect. What are you gonna do, Patsy the meme guy? You got, you yeah, got a you meme know what guy? I figured. What am I gonna change it to? Like I'm, I'm not DJ gonna memes. Patsy the meme. DJ guy. memes. Yeah, yeah. DJ, DJ memes. memes. I could do that. I, I took that a marketing one. class. Yeah, when I, was yeah, I should change. But I actually don't like my name, so I should just change it to that. That's it. So, DJ there memes. That's it. Yeah, See, we got another announcement today. We <laughs> <laughs> got three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, where, where could people find you at, man? Uh, Four fifty nine. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Oh, if you do see me out. Fucking approach me. Did like, we say that story on the podcast or was that? No, nah, well, that was before. That's probably the the mole story you just said. Yeah, no, I'm getting approached, and I listen. I I don't care. It, I feel like if you're putting yourself on social media or you're putting yourself out in entertainment and you're out there putting yourself out there, you should never be bothered by people approaching you to tell you that they like your content or your music yeah. or your comedy. What I don't like is when they do reach a certain level of fame, they stop replying or answering or acknowledging their fans and that's what got them there especially when you see them in person correct mm-hmm. like if you see me in person yell, yell me out come up to me meet me i like to meet all my followers take I'm, a selfie that's it yeah take a picture i don't care would you do uh the filter with them too <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't care. Dude, I'm, I'm, the way i am on stage or on social media that's me i don't know how to turn it off that's i don't know how not to joke around you know granted my wife might not like it all the time but i'm gonna actually try to make a video of uncle Vinny and Bell, my wife but she doesn't know that yet but uh, come up to me. I don't me. think you're going to make it do that, bro. I might, drugs might have to be involved. I might have to slip a roofie. But uh, listen, my He's main joking thing... about date rape. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a fan of Bill Cosby. 
So, like, my whole thing is, people ask me all the time, are you going to continue to answer people back? Because, I, I mean, you see on my page, yeah, I try I to answer. That. Yo, I'll give you credit for that. I saw one today. It's, it's you have tough. notifications on it, you see? No, that? my notifications are off. So I literally scroll down, and I pick a couple comments here and there. I'm never going to stop that. Because, you know, you have a fan that follows you, whether it's a young kid, it, it's a, it's a grown-up. They, they like the fact that you actually read their comment and acknowledge them. Like, without the people that follow me, I wouldn't be doing shit. I wouldn't be doing comedy. You can't do something without a following. Like, you can't do music. You can't mm -hmm. do this podcast. What's the point of doing this podcast if nobody's watching it? That's true. So I'm always going to acknowledge everybody. Again, once I, hopefully I get so big where it's hard, but I will always, if you can answer one person back, it's better than ignoring everybody. And or you just got, answer back the most important ones. Yeah, people, listen, know, the there's comments backs. that make me laugh. I'll acknowledge it. You know, you got people out there that think they're bigger than they are, and they don't acknowledge anything anymore. And I was always taught, stay humble. So another announcement I'll make. I'm doing new shirts. You guys are all getting free shirts. I'll send you Road Rage Wednesday, and I'm also coming out with a shirt, um, Paisano Entertainment shirts, and shirts that say Stay Hard. Obviously, it's supposed to be a little comedic hey. twist. Damn. It, that's what it sounds and like. Niagara Falls joke right there. No, no, no. <laughs> that would be a good back backdrop of the shirt. No, but the shirt's going to say Stay Hard, and then um, on the bottom of the word hard, it's going to say Humble, Appreciative, Respectful, and Determined. Because that's how I was brought up. You know, don't ever forget what got you to where you are because you can lose it in a heartbeat. And, you know, motivation and right that, there. A lot of people could relate to that. It'll probably do really well. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, Fangul or something. No, it's, it's not a little meaning. You know, you know, it's bold letters. So, you know, people go, ah, he's telling everybody to stay erect. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to stay <laughs> all those four things. That too, though. That Listen, hurt. I wish I could walk around like that all the time. <laughs> Eat some oysters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give directions with it. Go straight. <laughs> Want to tell everybody good night? Yeah, no. Your poor sister. Yeah, actually, you never yeah. got the mic. I would boycott the, the, this. Yo, the little rotation. Oh, I could do this. I I'm gonna change the password on. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're closing it up. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in. So Sabino had a trash ass opening, so I'm gonna close it out with a bang. Wow. Bonanot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And here's a word from the sponsors. Shout out to Hardcore Italians. Make sure to go to www.hardcoreitalians.com. Use special code GUI. Again, special code GUI, short for Growing Up Italian, for all special discounts. Thank you.